0: Hey there everybody, welcome to Up All Night, and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the guy that always forgets the chocolate sauce, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon?
1: I've got a confession to make, I ate the chocolate sauce.
0: You motherfucker! That's why we never have any around. God damn it, Brandon, all I ever want in life is chocolate sauce, okay?
1: And me too, and that's why I eat it.
0: Oh, okay. Alright, you know what? Everything makes sense in the world now. So how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah, pretty fine. Did you do anything awesome this week?
1: Nope, not even a little bit. No, nope. just uh, doing the same old things:
0: Ugh, surviving and living and drinking water yep, and stuff. breathing,
1: waking up. I'm still Ugh. plugging away at The Last of Us.
0: Oh, you haven't beaten it yet?
1: <laughs> no, I've got like thirty hours into it, and it feels like I'm maybe a tenth of the way through. Oh my
0: god, it just keeps going. I'm actually, I can totally relate because. I'm the same way with Dragon Quest Eleven right now, so... Well, I have
1: to look in every single drawer and refrigerator for pieces of paper and water, so... <laughs> Alright. Same sort of deal. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> oh, so nothing good this week, huh? No. How about you? No, I've had a very busy week this week. I was uh, up to my, my mom's cabin this week. I went swimming a couple of times with my son. What else did I do? So many things, I don't even remember them all. Shit, I'm boring. Uh, (laughs) Nah, that's actually about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, that's very action-packed.
0: Yeah, super story-driven, full adventure, mystery, you know, typical week. My son is enjoying this show called Bluey from Australia. Have Uh, you ever heard of it?
1: I've heard of it, and I've heard people just say how great it is and how good it is even for parents and stuff. I have not watched it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty funny. I think uh, I think Zoe would like it. Yeah. I'll check it out. Alright. I see the merchandise everywhere. I haven't seen any here, but I guess it makes sense that it's in Australia because it's from, you know, everybody's all like, oh, good night, mate. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm
1: not, but. Do they use any slang that you don't understand?
0: Uh, the dad called the the butt a bum one time, and I was like,
1: <gasps>
0: <laughs>
1: <Classic>.
0: <laughs> "So yeah, they do. They they use it a bit. It's just really fun. I like that show a lot. You know, on a scale of like children's television shows, I'll check it out. It's uh, Bluey and Muppet Babies are pretty neck and neck.
1: Yeah. Any excuse I can get to not watch goddamn Blippy is just a win.
0: Thought you were going to say Peppa Pig.
1: No, Peppa's the shit, but Blippy, what a <laughs> fucking asshole.
0: Remember that one time you sent me 10 hours of George crying?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> he cries the exact same way straight into the air every time.
0: <laughs> All right, this isn't a Peppa Pig podcast. Let's Could be. I wonder if there is a Peppa Pig podcast. Let me look. Hold on. Real we time. could be the first one. <laughs> Such an awesome niche podcast. Peppa Pig podcast. Oh, uh, there is a Peppa Pig podcast. All right. Well, screw it. All right. Enough about Peppa Pig. I'm tired of the peas. It's probably going to be a nightmare to edit. <laughs> well,. Do you want to get into the episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark that we watched, since we're an Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast? Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be massive confusion from last week, people thinking we're a postal service podcast, now they think we're a Peppa Pig podcast, (sighs) but no, we're a 1990s children's horror television podcast.
1: Stay in your lane.
0: So Brandon and I just got done watching The Tale of the Vacant Lot. What'd you think of this one, Brandon?
1: I think it's almost what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah but not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> the episode I had in my head from the title was a good episode. I was ready to rank it number two on oh. this season's top episodes. But uh, unfortunately, yeah. it's it's not bad, but it's it's not as good as the one in my head.
0: I feel like this episode is a better version of the Dark Dragon. You think a better one? Yeah, I like the main character. I think she did a super good job at acting.
1: Yeah, I have no complaints there. But my only thing was would be that I think this episode is... It's a decent episode. It's serviceable. Everything yeah. is serviceable. But Dark Dragon was insane. True, yes. <laughs> it was a worse
0: episode, but it was insane. It was... <laughs> I I know. Like I'm not saying that like, entertainment wise, I like this episode more than Dark Dragon. I just think that it did the whole storyline of Dark Dragon a little bit better. Nothing beats Mariah the Stalker, you know. And no, nothing beats her. She won't let it. And uh, what was his name? Like Keith instead of Keith or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, it Casey? was Casey. <laughs> Uh, where's your sweet cousin, <laughs> Keith? I want to smooch his face and not yours, Keith. Uh Oh God. Rest in peace, David and his <laughs> stories. That was for that was for Gary's birthday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the beginning of the end. He was like, "You gotta move, man." Oh, <laughs> right, anyway, back to vacant lot though. It was okay. I like I liked it. I liked yeah. I liked. I liked it. I'll say I liked it.
0: The makeup was kind of silly, though.
1: I don't really know how to describe it. It is very similar to some things we saw in Dark Dragon. Yeah, minus the whole, just like, like <laughs> werewolf trip Yeah, from goblin. B- before you turn into a gargoyle, it just kind of makes you bumpy. and
0: <laughs> Yeah, it kind of makes you unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the mood swings from the main character, Catherine... I thought she did them really well. Like I know yeah. her acting was uh top-notch, in my. Opinion. I liked
1: how you could see just the split second her emotion changes. Yeah. But we'll get cool. into that. I had
0: fun with the episode. I didn't hate it. No. Like all the
1: episodes this season, I didn't hate it.
0: It was okay. Yeah, right? I can't say that I hated any episodes this uh, just
1: yet. No. There's not been a single a single hungry hounds.
0: A single yeah. phone police. I mean, Jagged Sign and a C7 kind of came close, but even room that. Room for rent. <laughs> for rent. <laughs> I love it. Alright, I think we should just get in here. Dive into okay. this episode. Let's Squash! do it! It's summer, where I live at least. It's probably like 65 degrees where you are right now.
1: Yeah, it's a frigid 73.
0: <laughs> Bundle up! Alright, our episode begins with Kiki at the throne, and she says, Show and tell time, Gary. And we cut over to Gary, who holds up a framed picture of Harry Houdini, saying, It's an autographed picture of Harry Houdini. And we pan over to Sam sitting next to him, and she holds up a bracelet saying, It belonged to her great-grandmother. Do you think that's the grandmother that she wrote her letter to?
1: Oh yeah, we're definitely getting a bracelet story at some point.
0: Oh god, you think so, huh? Yeah. We zip over to Tucker, who lifts up a baseball card saying, A Hank Aaron rookie card. And we pan over to Betty Ann, who lifts up a book saying, It's the poems of Edgar Allan Poe. Printed in the 1800s.
1: Where the hell are these kids getting this rare, expensive shit? Other than Sam's garbage bracelet. This is all, like, really (laughs) rare, expensive stuff. Yeah, They're just like, oh, here's my show and tell. I've got Action Comics number one. Got a Fabergé egg over here. (laughs) Fabergé egg?
0: (laughs) Come on. Here's my meteorite. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. These kids are dope, right? They got way cooler stuff than we had when we were kids. Seriously.
1: If someone was like, bring the most valuable thing you own, I'd be like...
0: (sighs) What would I bring? Yeah. What would I bring? Hmm. Oh, I would probably bring one of my old Super Nintendo games, like Final Fantasy three or something. Yeah, you had Chrono Trigger. But I still have that. No, I'm it's looking gone. at it. No, it's uh, not. Yeah, I still have the box of for Final Fantasy three. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> what do you got,
1: Brandon? I got nothing. I'm sticking it up over here.
0: Let me try and think of something that <laughs> you had. Um... All right.
1: What's the rarest thing I own or owned? Hmm. It's probably that WCW N sixty four game we destroyed. <laughs> and now I've got nothing.
0: It could be that Deadpool comic that you had that we accidentally destroyed. Maybe. Back before nobody knew who Deadpool was. Yeah, let's say it's that. Okay. <laughs> Finally we pan over to Stig, who says, Uh I didn't bring anything. And Gary asks, Why not? And Stig says, I just didn't right. right? This is lame. And Kiki rolls her eyes and Betty Ann says, what did you bring? And back over with Kiki, she grabs for something from behind her. And then she shows that she's got a snow globe. Stigs was better than that. I don't know why Kiki has a snow globe though, because like she doesn't do anything with it. No, it
1: doesn't come back later.
0: Even after, like, her spiel and stuff, she doesn't say anything about how it's, like, her most valuable thing or anything or why. Oh, actually, she does say that her dad gave it to her, but still. Yeah, she does. And she just throws it over her shoulder and it shatters. (laughs) Anyway,
1: it gave me an idea for a story.
0: So Tucker asks, what's so special about that? And Kiki says, I asked you guys to bring the most valuable thing you owned. My father gave me this when I was two. It's been next to my bed ever since. And back with Tucker, he rudely says, weak, that isn't worth anything. What a little fucking shit.
1: <laughs> he would be great on Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> they just bring in their stuff and he's like, fucking weak.
0: <laughs> this shit's weak.
1: Get out of here. <laughs> it's out of my face.
0: Madeline Kegel brings in her oil painting and he's like, weak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you call this? This is fucking doodles. <laughs> Peace out, lady. You owe me $100. (laughs) Go haunt
0: another place. (laughs) Back with Kiki, she's like, maybe not to you, but there's different kinds of value. Would you guys trade any of your stuff? And Sam and Betty Ann say, nope, but Tucker considers it depending on what he's trading for. And Kiki says, okay, what if you were trading for your life? And that shuts the kid up. Now Kiki begins with her pre-story rant saying, (laughs) everything has value. Everything has a price. In my story, you have to make sure the price you pay doesn't turn out to be more than you bargained for. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story. The Tale of the Vacant Block." I don't really have anything to say about this. It's pretty close to the story, I guess. I guess. (laughs) That's that. (laughs) So this tale starts, and it is action-packed. Some girl jumps in sand and splashes it everywhere, screaming, Yes! And the coach walks up to her telling her that she did a great job. And we look over at the main character of our story, Catherine, and her buddy gives her a thumbs up. So she runs as fast as she can, and she jumps, and then she just face plants into the sand, and it's ridiculous. Weak! Tucker on the (laughs) side is the judge. (laughs) The coach helps her up saying, Keep at it, Catherine. And her friend walks over and saying, nice try, cat. You'll get it next time. And Catherine says, thanks. Then kind of just walks away. What a rip-roaring exciting way to start off the episode, though. Don't you think? Yeah. I thought we were having an Olympics episode. That would have been cool. Do you think this whole episode is just an allegory for steroids right here? (sighs) Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Next scene, we're checking out the scores and the results of the long jump. First place is, of course, Sue Serp's followed by the always amazing Tiffany. Then it's Jackie, and finally Catherine in fourth place. But at least she's not in fifth place like Jane, though, huh? What a short jumper, am I right?
1: How the hell did she be anyone?
0: I don't know, I thought
1: that same thing. (laughs) She just face-planted right away.
0: Like, isn't that grounds for being disqualified? Don't you have to, like, jump and, you know, pretty much stand straight up?
1: I think Jane would pretty much just have to walk home to... (laughs)
0: <laughs> blues to Catherine. yeah like she had to have been like i give up
1: <laughs> she was just in the lunchroom eating a sandwich <laughs> yeah.
0: anyways brandon katherine has an outrageous hat on now i love it that's insane i don't even know what kind of, was it a bowler hat i don't get it yeah i think so She kind of looks sad about her score, and she walks over to a shorter girl uh, who asks her how she did, and Kat tells her that she got fourth, and her sister is super happy for her, but Kat's like, yeah, another average performance by average old Catherine. (laughs) That was average? (laughs) No, I think it was below average.
1: Long jump would be such a lame thing to watch if it was just people falling (laughs) over and over again. (laughs) Hey, that's average. Every once in a while, someone jumps.
0: The supportive sister, whose name is Joyce, says, it's okay, it's just not your event, you'll still make the team, but Catherine's all, as what, the bus driver?
1: Is there only five people on the team?
0: I guess so, well, maybe she goes to a really small school. So she, she says this witty joke about being the bus driver, and then a ball hits her, and up runs some dude with no shirt on. And he apologizes for a second, and Catherine gets all shy, since he's such a hunk. And she's saying, it's okay. And she smiles at him as he runs back over to his teammates with a soccer ball, and then they start playing soccer. And Joyce says, oh my god, what a fox. And Cat's all, fox? When are you checking out, guys? (laughs) And Joyce laughs, saying, since I stopped being your baby sister. And then she snatches her hat off of her head.
1: I like that way, to introduce a character. I'm like, who is this girl? And then she's like, oh, since I stopped being your baby sister, Joyce, that's me.
0: It's very organic, Brandon. You have to be very, it's super subtle. You got to really pick up on the hints. Guy runs up with no shirt. Hey, I'm the hunk of the episode. Eric, I'm your romantic <laughs> interest. Gosh, what a hunk. And after that the the girls they run away and the seed fades and now the girls are walking probably home from school and Joyce is trying to say some country's name like Uzbekistan or something I don't know
1: all the stands.
0: She just cannot get it though Brandon. Why does this name so hard? There's so many stands. It's ridiculous. Why can't they all just be named one thing like Russia, which is what she says one country one name. All right.
1: She solved it. She solved all of Earth's problems.
0: All of the stand issues. Done. So Kat tells her to try using a mnemonic. And Joyce is all, yeah, right. Something else to remember? And Kat tells her, no, it helps you remember. And Joyce asks how. And Kat says, imagine a man standing on a turkey. You got Turk, man, and stand.
1: That seems way harder. <laughs> I know, right? I'd just be like, wait, what was the man standing on?
0: Oh. Shit. Shit an Uzbek? back i don't know.
1: cabbage stand i don't whatever
0: <laughs> well joyce thinks that shit is cool and wonders if it'll help her remember stuff in her locker and cat's all what and she runs back to school saying she left some social studies crap in her locker so cat smiles and then looks around and she sees like a cloud in the sky it's really weird
1: yeah, it gets very suddenly stormy.
0: It does. The wind picks up and it blows her awesome hat right off of her head. And she chases after it and she catches up to it and then looks up to see some sort of building front, like a stall. I don't know. It's got two pillars and it's all draped with cloth.
1: It's very out of place.
0: Yeah, it's like it's it's, it's a stall in this vacant lot of sorts. Some
1: sort of titular vacant lot. <laughs>
0: So, of course, Kat walks right up to it, looking behind her to see if anybody's following her, I guess. And she walks right in and starts checking out the stuff inside. And there's a bunch of necklaces and other knickknacks and crap. And then a girl says,
1: I've been waiting for you. See anything you like?
0: And this girl has her whole face covered in, like, black cloth. And you can only see her eyes. And Catherine fumbles around saying, Sure, you you have some nice... But the girl interrupts her, walking towards her, and says, I have exactly what you need. Look closer. And Catherine blinks a few times and says, nah, I gotta get going. But the mysterious lady holds up some shoes saying, these? These will help you fly. Fly like you've never flown before.
1: Yep, time to go.
0: Yeah, right? This whole episode, Catherine just kind of like looks scared at this lady, but then just kind of takes all of her shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. As soon as someone offers you something that'll help you fly, man, you either go or you take that shit.
0: I'd go, personally. I don't really care to fly.
1: Yeah, flying's scary.
0: (laughs) But Kat sees that shit. She's saying, how'd you know? And the girl says, my name is Marie. I've been where you are. I know what it's like to feel average, and I'd like to help. And Kat tells her that she doesn't have any money. And Marie says, well, then perhaps a trade. Your ring would add nicely to my collection. And she shows off her rings on her hand, which uh, her hands look kind of gross. So, you know. Yeah, she's got
1: nasty hands. There's that. She's got nasty called everything. lotion, lady.
0: I don't like lotion. Neither does she. <laughs> Are you trying to say I'm some sort of Marie?
1: Yes. <laughs> Thanks.
0: So Kat looks at her ring and she grabs it saying, I can't. It was a gift from my grandfather. It's the only valuable thing I have. And Marie says, really? Well, then I'll take something that has no value to you. And Cat asks, like what? And Marie tells her, should it matter? If it has no value to you, you won't miss it. She goes and grabs those shoes again, saying, You want to be the best, don't you? And Cat looks around hesitantly, and then she grabs the shoes and starts backing up as Marie says, There we go. And she laughs laughs at her, and the wind blows a whole bunch, and Cat leaves the shop, and the fabric in her face turns into newspaper. Which she throws to the ground, and she looks back over, and the shop is gone, but she still has the shoes. And now she's in a vacant lot.
1: Sweet. Free shoes.
0: Yeah. I like that transition. I like fun transitions like that.
1: Yeah, that was cool.
0: The, The fabric, like, blows into the camera, and then it turns into the newspaper, and she rips it off her face, and it was pretty dope.
1: Yeah, I like how she was just winded out of the shop.
0: We got some characters to meet. Are you ready to meet some characters here? (laughs)
1: Yeah, who are these people?
0: Okay, well, this episode has surprisingly a shit ton of characters. So many that I didn't even know what one of them was. So, first up, we got the main character, Catherine Crawley, and she's played by Jean Marie Barnwell. She has not been in anything since her one episode of Seventh Heaven in 1998. Oof. So aside from that, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because she's only in one episode. Um, she played in an episode of ER, and as young Angie in the movie titled Angie with Gina Davis.
1: Whoa! You think she played young Gina Davis?
0: She played young Gina Davis.
1: Whoa! I don't know about you, but I love Gina Davis. I would love to play a young Gina Davis.
0: I would too. Oh my God. I'm freaking out right now that we would love to play Gina Davis. We could I both would you play young death. Gina Davis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we would yeah, it'd just be like Mary turns. Kate and Ashley. <laughs> exactly. You'd never be able to guess which one of us it was.
0: <sighs> I love Gina Davis. <laughs> I love her, and I love Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> What's your favorite Gina Davis movie? And I love Jamie Lee Curtis too. Uh, Probably Beetlejuice, but I really love The Fly too. Great movies. I know. And also, of course, Angie. Hello. <laughs> Never seen Have it. you seen it's Angie? From 1994. No, of course not. Okay, good. Catherine's sister, Joyce Crawley, is played by Aloka McLean, which is a pretty cool name.
1: Snow Frank Scorpion.
0: Oh, Frank Scorpion. I love that. He's name. the
1: gold standard, which all actors. It's Absolute the gold standard
0: for Are You Afraid of the Dark names? <laughs> <laughs> or names in general, I should say. Yeah, anyone. Oh, that's so cool. Um, and unfortunately, Aloka wasn't in many other things. She was in one episode of X-Files. She was in a show called Neon Rider. And she was in a TV movie called Justice for Annie, A Moment of Truth, and Songs in Ordinary Time. The last role that she was in was in the year 2000. Next up, we have the mysterious woman, Marie, who is played by Aaron Hycock. And aside from this role, she played in a few short movies in the early to mid 2010s and played Shanna in a show called Our Hero from 2000. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We've got a couple more characters, Brandon, if you can believe it.
1: I can't. I thought three was the max.
0: Nope. Eric, the shirtless soccer player, is played by Andrew Walker. Now, this guy's been in a lot of stuff. So many TV movies. I'm going to name a few, all right? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, he was in Date with Love, Appetite for Love. That's not a
1: real movie.
0: Love on Ice, Love Struck Cage, and Love and Design. I think he might be typecasted.
1: I feel like only half of those are real.
0: They're all like Hallmark TV movies, and I looked one up. I don't remember which one it is, but it was directed by Ron Oliver. No shit. I'm not joking. Ron Oliver does a lot of work, because I went into a little rabbit hole for that. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, right, right? He also played Cole Harper in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I don't remember who that is. Me either. My wife. I think it might have been in the seasons when she ditches her aunt's. And finally, for right now, Brandon, we have Coach, and she is played by Jillian Farabee, and she's been in a couple of things, too, including playing Fran in Secret Window with Johnny Depp. All right. Not bad. And she was also Susan in Abandon, which had Katie Holmes and Zoe Deschanel in it.
1: All right. So she didn't work with Gina Davis, but she's got some gigs.
0: She didn't play young Gina Davis.
1: I would like to see her pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> Considering, I think she's older than Gina Davis.
0: All right, let's get back to this episode, okay? No, <laughs> let's talk about Gina Davis some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, go. Could continue on. All right, now Catherine's got her sweet new shoes on, and she's running track against all these other gals, and she raises her arms up in victory as the coach watches on with her mouth open. After the race, she runs up to coach asking if she made the cut, and coach is all, "Make the cut." keep that up and I'll make you captain and Catherine is so happy about this and her friends walk up saying that was great I didn't know you had that kind of speed how'd you do it and Kat's all I don't know I just and then this scowl crosses her face and she says how'd I do it I'm fast and you're slow that's how I did it and she sneers and she walks away from this gal uh who looks after her and Kat stops looks back over to her saying so I guess you're not as special as you thought. And she walks away. I love it. I do too.
1: It's like a light switch. She starts her sentence like her normal happy self. And then she just finishes it off.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she finishes. She's savage as as fuck. fuck.
1: (laughs) She's like, (laughs) I don't know. I guess you're just shit.
0: (laughs) She's just brutally murdered her teenage friend <laughs> in broad daylight. <laughs> oh, it's it's really good. Like like I said, the actress did such a good job. I love it. Like her acting all around is pretty good. Her facial expressions convey like her emotions really well and like her hesita- her hesitations and stuff are really good and her light switch mood changes are great. I love it. I love it all. Yeah, She's great. She did well. She kind of reminds me a little bit of Allison from Carved Stone, but she is, like, so much better. I had the same thought, but yeah, she is better. So we warp inside a house, and the doors opens up, and Joyce is telling Kat she knew she could do it. And Kat, with that damn hat on again, says, I'm glad somebody believes in me. And Joyce walks away asking her if she's going to help her with social studies. And Kat's all, you got it. And she takes her hat off, and she puts it on a peg, and she looks at herself in the mirror for a moment, and she sees that she has this big brown spot on her cheek. So she screams at it, as I would do as well. Mm -hmm. If that happened to me, I'd be like, ah! (laughs) You know.
1: (laughs) That's what you get for beating the Dark Dragon, though.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Legend say, when you beat your Dark Dragon, this is... (laughs) You get ugly (laughs) and also that you'll go blind. So she, (laughs) Joyce asks, what's the matter? And Kat tells her, look at my face. And her sister's looking saying, yeah, what? And Kat asks if she can see it. And Joyce is all, see what? So Kat looks back in the mirror, but the spot is gone. So she turns back to Joyce saying, nothing. I guess it was nothing. And Joyce walks away saying, Don't stress, you made the team, remember? And Catherine looks back at the mirror again, touching her face, and then the scene fades. Whew, tense scene. I was so scared Catherine was going to get ugly.
1: Yeah, I was like, uh-oh, she's going to have to face consequences for her actions. But then,
0: nope, not yet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hey there everybody Cortland here your good buddy and your mystical wares peddler thank you for taking a listen to our show whether you're a new here or a longtime fan Brandon and I always appreciate each and every listen looking for more laughs give us a follow on Twitter at PRVT Island and Instagram at Private Island Presents every week we make our own videos gifts memes and so much more that really enhance the show on Instagram, we do polls to find out what Are You Afraid of the Dark episode is best for each season, and every Wednesday night at 8pm Eastern, we watch full episodes of the show. So, come hang out and laugh with us and other fans. This is also where we announce our giveaways, which you don't want to miss out on. Speaking of giveaways, we plan on doing a Patreon-exclusive giveaway once we reach our first 10 patrons. So check out patreon.com privateisland, look over our tiers and rewards, and become a patron today. We've got a lot of bonus content that's uploaded multiple times a week, including early release episodes for everyone, bonus Quick Frights episodes, an exclusive improv episode, bloopers and outtakes, and more. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth Heather and Angela, the Silver Goth Shane and Steven, and the Golden Bostics Bryce, Kathy, and Carly. Thank you so much, everyone. Our show wouldn't be the same without you. You can find a link to all of our social medias, the Patreon, YouTube, Facebook group, and more down in the episode description. Our Season 5 wrap-up is coming up quickly, and we need your help. If you have any questions you'd like us to read and answer on the podcast, please get them in. You can send them to us on any of our social media accounts, or email them directly at privateislandpresents at gmail.com. We're recording the episode on August 14th, so please send us your questions and help us make the show awesome. I've been doing a lot more live streaming on Twitch, now that I have my computer all set up, so if you're interested in seeing my editing process or want to hang out with me while I play a game here and there, give me a follow at Private Island Sea on Twitch. I'd like to take a moment to thank the benevolent badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. For now, I'm going to let you get back to the show and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye everybody. Now we're back at school, a door opens and a bunch of kids walk through it and the camera pans over and we see that Catherine is putting her algebra book into her locker. She then accidentally hits a kid with her locker door somehow. So she apologizes and it's Eric again. And he says, Hey, hi. And cat just smiles at him while he says, we keep running into each other. And cat shyly says, yeah, hi back. And Eric's all, I saw you run yesterday, man. You're quick. Cat smiles saying, thanks. And then Eric tells her that he's on the soccer team, so they'll probably see a lot of each other. She knows that he's on the soccer team. He kicked a soccer ball at her. Yeah, right at her head. Yeah, whatever.
1: He was like, hey, I bet I can hit that average girl's head.
0: <laughs> the average girl and her baby sister. <laughs> well, Cat's all, that'll be fun. I mean, yeah. And he says that he'll try not to run her over again, and she giggles in. Maybe after practice, uh, we could. But of course, another girl swoops in, saying, Hi, Eric. So, are we still on for tonight? And she wraps her arm around him as he says, Absolutely! And the two walk away, and Kat just stares after them. And then she slams her locker door, and the scene changes. The girl
1: who walked away with Eric was Emily Hampshire, who played Rush's girlfriend in Cutter's Treasure.
0: Yeah, so this is the character that I didn't know where she was because I didn't quite catch her because I've never seen Schitt's Creek. Which you still should. It's a great show. I know, I know. I, I'll try and talk him into... Is, is it, it sh- on Netflix in America? I, I don't know. I'll look it up, though. Okay,
1: it is here. I don't know if it is there.
0: I, I'll find out. I'll let you know. Um. So, yeah, I have this... I have her as Heather. Her name is Heather, apparently. I don't know. And, um... She's at the end of everything, because I was going to talk about her last. But yeah, like you said, she's Sandy in Cutter's Treasure, she's in Schitt's Creek, and her name is Emily Hampshire, and you want to know what else she's been in? What? She's been in 12 Monkeys, and Rookie Blue, and Miss Spider's Sunny Patch Kids. Dope. Yeah.
1: And this is the smallest role possible.
0: Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Like, she didn't even have a big role in Cutter's Treasure. I mean, she wasn't even in Part 2. I don't even think she was mentioned in Part 2. But this one, she's just like, Hey, Eric, we still on for tonight? And then they walk away. And then that's it. Forever. She's not in it again. (sighs) It's great. I love it. So now Catherine's walking out of the school and through some trees, and she stops by a wall, and then briskly walks over to the previously vacant lot, which now has that shop there again. And she walks inside and she looks around at the stuff, which is a little bit different now. There's more fashion stuff. And Marie walks up behind her saying, everything is your size. And she giggles saying, I hope you like the selection. Catherine asks her how she knew she'd be back. And Marie turns around and tells her, I told you, I've been where you are. It felt good to win today, didn't it? And Kat nods and Marie continues saying, you'd like to impress the boy, wouldn't you? Is she just spying on her? Yes,
1: absolutely. That's creepy. She's a ninja. Look at her. (laughs) She
0: is kind of a ninja, isn't she? (laughs) This is the ninja episode. Who knew? So Catherine smiles more, and she looks over at some sweet shoes on display. They're actually ugly, but what do I know? Uh, Nothing about 1995 fashion, Brandon. Unless you're an expert in it. Are you an expert in it? I'm a little bit of an expert. Oh, shit. Then I guess you know everything about these amazing shoes. (laughs) Well, Marie walks over to her, and she grabs her wrist, saying,
1: I still have my eye on that ring.
0: And Kat pulls her arm away, saying, I can't. It means too much to me. I never even take it off. And Marie backs up, saying, then, I'll take something that means nothing to you.
1: Yeah, guess I'll just take more nothing, then. This is weird. Like, Catherine knows this is wrong. She's not stupid. Yeah, she's seen this episode of The Simpsons. She knows what's up.
0: Yeah. Like, she actively looks concerned and fearful of Marie, but yet she just, like, takes her stuff anyway. I don't get it.
1: The stuff is just so juicy.
0: (laughs) It's so tantalizing. (laughs) It hits all the right notes. You're
1: gonna get pimples as a teen anyway, so what's, like, scaly... (laughs) rock brown spots skin
0: so catherine asks like what you didn't take anything before and marie turns around with a giggle saying oh you think so and cats all but and marie says shall we make the trade and catherine looks around for a couple of seconds and then she nods and marie starts laughing the wind picks up and the next thing cat knows she's outside the shop which has disappeared and she's in a whole new outfit Which kind of looks like something that you would wear to a renaissance fair.
1: It's ugly. I gotta say. Jeez. Like, (laughs) even though though she didn't trade anything, it's not worth it.
0: (laughs) She's got, like, this green... I don't even know if it's a dress. I think I call it a dress later, but, like, it reminds me of something that you would wear to the renaissance fair. You know what's weird that I just thought of, though? Did Marie change her clothes for her... What happened to her old clothes?
1: Um, I think she got winded out of the shop, and then when she was out of the shop, she was just wearing the clothes.
0: Did the wind rip her old clothes off and then put the new ones on in, like, a lightning split second? Is it like a Sailor Moon transformation?
1: I think it's just, lo- like, how the screen transitions for us, it transitions for her, too. She kinda <laughs> blinks out of existence for a second, and then she's back, and she's in the clothes. Alright,
0: Fair enough. <laughs> Oh, man. Don't
1: question it. She got a free dress.
0: Okay. I won't. <laughs> it's such a great dress. Everybody loves it.
1: Uh, they do. I don't know why, but okay.
0: We cut over to Catherine's room, and Joyce has the dress in her hand saying, It's beautiful. And like I said, I'm just going to call it a dress. I don't know if it is or not. I'm sorry. Okay. When did you go shopping? But Catherine from the bed tells her, Come on, concentrate. When was the Commonwealth of the Independent States created? And Joyce turns around saying, I know that. 1991. And I looked it up and it is 1991. Very good, Joyce. I fact checked Joyce's answer. And Cat says, Right. What's the second largest Soviet state? And Joyce is all, um, hint. And Cat says it starts with a U. So Joyce thinks about it for like a millisecond and then asks for another teensy hint. And Cat's all, Ukraine. And then the camera gets really close to her face as her smile fades and the scowl Light comes switch. back. It's amazing. And she blinks and she flickers her eyes saying, you don't know it, do you? And Joyce is like, uh, I, guess, I guess I don't. And Kat throws her pencil on the ground and jumps out of bed saying, I guess they're just stupid. <laughs> damn.
1: She is ice cold.
0: <laughs> and she rips the dress away from her s- sister and starts walking out of the room. And Joyce is like, what? Where are you going? We were having fun. And Kat stops at the doorway, saying, Fun? tutoring an idiot go to the library and help yourself and leave me alone and she slams the door and joyce just kind of looks around like, <sighs> like Teenagers what the and fuck right. just happened <laughs> i love it it was a great scene <laughs> the way her eyes flicker and everything it was awesome
1: yeah she's just like come on you can get this it's the you're stupid <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, God. That's like something you and I would do to each
1: other. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're an idiot. (laughs) Oh, man. We cut over to Kat's room where she grabs a hanger and furiously puts her new clothes away. And she hears a noise like the swoosh of wind, and in her mirror is her face, but it's got like a bunch of moles on it or something, and she throws something at that mirror, shattering it. And we cut to commercial. It's super quick, Yeah. and I don't know, it's like, I don't know why it's so fast.
1: So you can't, you can't see the goods just yet.
0: Oh, it's like a hint at what's to come. Yeah,
1: it's like in Jaws when you you see the, the fin on the water, but you don't get to see the goods till later.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. But it's, it's so bad. Like, you see her reflection in the mirror for a split second, and then she just throws it. Like, she was ready you to throw You see it that. just
1: long enough to know she's ugly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's great. It's great. I love it. Back from commercial, Kat's at her locker in school again with that new dress on, and she looks over at two girls talking in front of a poster. And then she closes her locker and walks over saying, hi, guys. And one of the girls looks at her saying, hey, you look great. Where'd you get your clothes? And Kat's all, no place special. So what are you guys up to? And this gal tells her that Sue's friend can get them tickets to the Blaster concert. Whoa, the Blasters. Um, the girl next to her. Okay, so this these two characters, one is named, like, The Girl, and then the other one is Sue, who Kat previously said she wasn't special and yelled at her. So, yeah. So Kat gets super excited saying, Whoa, really? I thought they were sold out. And this girl tells her, Actually, we're gonna go get them now. Wanna come? And Sue, who's been looking really uncomfortable this whole time, says, Um, my friend says that she can only get two tickets. And Kat's smile fades and she's all uh yeah, uh yeah, that's that's okay. Have fun. And she walks away sadly, and then Kat stops and she says, Hey Sue And Sue turns around saying, What? And Kat tells her, you know the stuff I said the other day after that race? And Sue nods, saying, yeah. And then the camera whips over, and we see Marie standing in the hallway. And Kat looks at her, and she motions, like, Marie motions for Catherine to come on over. And then Kat says, uh, nothing, forget it. And she walks the opposite direction.
1: <laughs> it would have taken one second to say, I'm sorry, and then run away.
0: Yeah, I don't really get that.
1: <laughs> but instead, she's like, she doubles down, and she's like, "Yeah, you know what the stuff I said the other day? Ah, fuck you. Go. I meant every word. Bye.
0: <laughs> you still ain't shit. See ya. <laughs> the girls just kind of shrug. Sue looks annoyed as hell, and then they walk away as well. Let's meet this Sue character. Sue is played by Aaron Sims, who played in a show called Student Bodies, which ran from 1997 to 2000. And it starred Gary himself, Ross Hall.
1: Whoa. Yeah,
0: right? Isn't that cool? That's cool. I'm interested to see more about what this show, Student Bodies, is about, but I'll save that for later.
1: How many Student Bodies podcasts are there?
0: I'm going to say probably zero. Student Bodies podcasts. Yeah, I got nothing. All right. Just a couple of episodes from podcasts named Student Bodies. So this girl Erin Sims is also a producer for the movie Book Club with Diane Keaton, which is a movie about a bunch of old ladies having a book club reading 50 Shades of Gray.
1: Really? That's a yeah. movie uh, Yep
0: from 2018.
1: Lord yeah was Gina I Davis know. in it?
0: No it would have been awesome if it was if That would have been a
1: great Gina Davis role but no thanks. don't gosh miss it. I love Gina Davis.
0: Okay, so we rush to the bathroom, and Catherine gets up to that mirror to check her face. And Marie walks up behind her. Oh my
1: god, get out of here, Marie.
0: Yeah, Cat turns around. I don't know. Can anybody see her? Where is the school security?
1: Well, she's a ninja, so she can <laughs> get past security anyway.
0: <laughs> true, true, true. Marie then says, I can give you everything you want, Catherine. And you do want things, don't you?" And Cat nods, and... Marie walks closer, saying, of course you do. And Marie swooshes past Catherine, and now her hair is all done, and she has a new necklace on, and she's got makeup on her face.
1: She's beautiful. She is all that.
0: Marie tells her, I was beautiful once, too, but now? And she lowers her face mask and shows the rest of her face, and she's just got a bunch of bumps and, and gross shit oh, all over her face. God. Her teeth are all nasty yellow, like she's got meth teeth or something. It's horrible. Put it back on. I don't really get why she shows Catherine this, though. I don't know. She's seen that she's turning into that, so yeah. if your evil plan is to, like, not have her know that what's going on, you shouldn't show her what's going on.
1: She's going to be like, this is what's going to happen if you take these tickets. Anyway, do you want these tickets?
0: <laughs> anyway, I'm going to give these tickets to you later anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to
1: take these tickets whether you want them or not. <laughs>
0: Cat backs up and she's looking scared as Marie says, Surely there's something that you want. Perhaps these? And she lifts up two tickets. She says, For the concert. The very last ones. Everyone wants them, but you can have them, Catherine. Wouldn't that make you special? Catherine looks at her looks up at her. Her eyes are huge, and she thinks about it for a second. She touches her ring again, saying, No, I don't want them and then she backs up and walks out of the bathroom. So those
1: tickets are limited items yes. there's not just unlimited tickets so did somebody just right there's only so many spots not have tickets now yeah she stole they those tickets into their they're like oh shit where's my tickets and they're just gone yeah exactly damn
0: or she went to the concert and she set up two more folding chairs think <laughs> of that right? <Brandon. laughs>
1: yeah marie could do that she could sneak in with yeah. folding chairs
0: she's a ninja <laughs> Outside, Catherine starts running down the hall, and she bumps into Eric again, which is the third time on par with Mom from the Tale of C-7. And she drops all of their stuff. She grabs Eric's piece of paper, saying, sorry, and she tries to get away, but Eric stops her, saying, whoa, wait, that's three times. I think this is some sort of fate going on here. And Cat smiles, and Eric says, you know, I never really met you, and now you're everywhere I turn. And Cat apologizes, and Eric says, no, don't be sorry, I kind of like it. And Kat's all, really? And Eric says, yeah. Then he walks away from her. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very abrupt. He's just like, yeah, I like it. All right, see ya. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Kat looks at her ring and then turns her hand over and she's got the two tickets for the concert. So she looks at them. And then at Eric and says, Eric? Okay, hold on, we gotta talk about this. She's got the two tickets for the concert. And yeah. so, it, it didn't matter if she took them. Marie can just give that shit to her. At this
1: point, if she wanted to, could she like just throw the tickets down and the deal doesn't go through? Is it because she accepted them and asked Eric out on the date that it became the deal?
0: Hmm. I don't know i was thinking maybe like she's already gone far enough that this is just like a freebie to make sure that she comes back later or something i don't know
1: maybe she reads her mind it could be she knows you want this
0: she does ethereally giggle at her pretty regularly (laughs) but she looks at the tickets and then she looks at eric and she says eric And he stops, he turns around, and she asks if he likes the blasters. And Eric's all, like them? I spent a whole night sleeping outside trying to get those tickets. I don't think you understand how amazing blasters are,
1: Brandon. I waited all night, but the last two tickets just disappeared.
0: (laughs) Right out of my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he says all he caught for that night was a cold. And Kat smiles and says, maybe you want to go tonight with me? And she lifts up the tickets to show him and he walks over to her saying, where'd you get those? And Kat's all, I got a source. And Eric yells out, of course, for sure. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'll pick you up around nine. That okay? Kat says, yup. And he walks away saying, excellent. Yeah. And then she walks away too. How exciting. They're going to the blasters, Brandon.
1: I want to go to the blasters.
0: They're going to get blasted. (laughs) It's not as cool as Lava Palooza or the Battle of the Bands, but whatever. No. We cut to Kat's bedroom, and she's ripping through her closet of clothes, trying to find the right one for tonight's concert, when in sneaks Joyce, saying, You're really lucky. Everyone thinks Eric's cute. And Kat scoffs at her, and Joyce asks if she can help. And Kat raises up a striped pink shirt, and Joyce tells her that that looks great. But Catherine's all, How would you know? And she throws it to the ground, saying, She has nothing to wear. Joyce asks, What about what you have on? You look great. But Catherine's like, you crazy? Eric's already seen me in this.
1: Jeez, you trade your soul for a dress, and you can't even wear it for more than five hours. You
0: can only wear it one time. Don't you know that boys never want to see girls in the same clothing more than once, Brandon, as a yeah. boy? Don't you know that? Yes, I
1: know. I know the rules. I'm just saying, when you trade your soul, you should...
0: I don't care. I don't care where you got it. Whenever Kim gets new clothes, I, I after she wears it once, I say, burn it. I don't want to see yeah. you in that again. It's very expensive.
1: Didn't you already wear that last year?
0: <laughs> yep, I have a whole calendar and a check and tally system, and it's uh, very expensive for my lifestyle. But you know what? I don't care. It's a sacrifice I'm willing yeah. to take.
1: The peace of mind knowing, <laughs> yeah, right? That it's it's not the same thing twice.
0: Exactly. So, Catherine raises up another striped shirt, because apparently all she has is striped shirts. Striped shirts are cool. Whatever. Her wardrobe is boring, and I can totally empathize with her and her want of trading her soul for clothing. Okay?
1: She could just try not being so boring.
0: She raises up that other striped shirt, and then she slowly looks up because she thought of something, and she throws that shirt to the ground too. She walks past Joyce, who asks, "Where are you going?" And Kat tells her, "None of your business." And then we we cut. And now Kat's outside, and she spots the vacant lot and the shop, so she runs up to it. And inside is Marie, who says, "I've been waiting for you. Take anything you want. Take it all." And Kat just stares at her, and she grabs the clothes from the shop. And we cut over to Joyce, who's sneaking around the corner, looking in the direction of the shop. Uh-oh. Big uh-oh. She's basically Mariah from uh, the tale of the Dark Dragon right now. Just like let you
1: know. Yeah. You get curious when you see somebody become cool out of nowhere.
0: Remember that one time you became cool out of nowhere and I was so jealous?
1: <laughs> yep. You couldn't stand it. I know. That you
0: weren't so special. I wanted to trade my soul. <laughs> For popularity! I wanted the popularity potion, Brandon. Yeah, you were jealous of my glasses. Your glasses are pretty great. So back inside, Catherine asks Marie if she wants to, You want to trade? And Marie tells her, no need. I'm about to get exactly what I want. And she laughs a little as Catherine runs out of the shop with all those clothes. And now we're with Catherine in her room. And she's smiling as she's got all this new stuff and then the door creaks behind her and she snarls saying can't you knock and we turn around to see Joyce in new clothes herself and she looks red as fuck
1: but she's still got braces
0: yeah well Marie Marie,
1: Marie's <laughs> magic but she's not an orthodontist yeah true yep she can make you fly and shit but your teeth are still gonna be a little <laughs> bit crooked
0: <laughs> She looks amazing, okay? She looks. She got like the ponytail and the. I don't know. She looks like Angela from The Tale of Apartment 214 or where she was going to the Bale of Bands or something. She looks looks as cool
1: as humanly possible in 1995.
0: Yep. That's what it is. Yep. And Joyce says, Catherine, I know your secret. And Kat asks, What secret? And Joyce, with her bitch in new clothes, yells, Don't give me that. I followed you. I know all about Marie. I love hamming this podcast up. Catherine walks up to her, saying,
1: Joyce, you know nothing about Marie.
0: And Joyce says, I know she gives you stuff for free. And Kat grabs her, shaking her, and she's yelling, It is not for free. (laughs) And Joyce pushes her away, and Kat looks at her, saying, Joyce, you got to give the stuff back. And she asks, why? So you can have Marie all to yourself? You're so selfish, Catherine. You've always been selfish. Well, now it's time to get what I want. Enjoy your date. And she slams the door, and Catherine hears Marie laughing in the ethereal plane. And she turns around and walks up to the mirror. She flips it over, and in the reflection is Marie, who says, Do you have everything you want now? I know I do. And the image morphs into Catherine, and she's got a bunch of ugly shit all over her face. That's so gross. And Marie laughs, saying, Everything comes with a price. And she grabs her mirror, and her hand shakes, and she's, like, freaking out now because she's ugly. And then from outside the room, Mom calls, Catherine, honey, Eric's here. Catherine? And Cat opens up the door saying, I'm not ready yet, Mom. And then she leaves her room, and back with Mom, she ushers Eric to sit down.
1: That was exciting. Yeah, a lot going on right now.
0: Cat runs into Joyce's room and starts saying something, but Joyce turns around, and her face is hideous, too. And <laughs> she's been Ugh. crying a whole bunch. And she says, Catherine, what's happening? And the sisters look at each other for a second. And then we zip over to the vacant lot. And Catherine's running up with all the crap she took from her the shoes, the clothes. And she says, I don't want the clothes. I don't want to go to the concert. I don't want to be on the track team. I want things to be like before. And we hear Marie start to giggle again. And we turn and look and she's got her face shawl off. And her face isn't all ugly and deformed anymore. And she says, I'm afraid it's too late. Oh,
1: surprise, Marie's hot now. She's gorgeous.
0: Catherine's all, Marie? What happened? And Marie takes a couple of steps saying, I told you, I've been where you are. I wasn't happy with who I was either until I found this stall and a strange woman who gave me everything I wanted for a price. I didn't know what I was giving up. I should have seen what was happening in the mirror, but I didn't until it was too late. And Catherine looks at her and her face is much more disfigured than what Marie's was, which is totally unfair.
1: Well, Marie probably only took, like, one thing, whereas this chick just kept wanting
0: more and more and more. That's true. She did, like, snatch everything she could from her. But Catherine says, You said you wanted things that didn't mean anything to me. And Marie shakes her head, saying, I wanted what you thought had no value, and I got it. And Cat's all, What is it? Marie tells her, I took your life." that's like my life and marie walks away and she's saying now it's your turn to find some greedy girl who feels sorry for herself it won't be hard all you have to do is get her to give you her life
1: what is this life business by life they she Mm, just means like you're you're ugly so you are gonna be like you know self-conscious and not want to go near people right
0: that's what i kind of thought it
1: it doesn't do anything other than make you really ugly
0: well maybe it's like some sort of contract that says like uh she can now leave this shop and now Catherine has to run it until she gets somebody to take her shit and get forced into yeah i think it's of servitude
1: but maria can also go anywhere and do anything she wants yeah that's true so hypothetically could Catherine just own it and just be the ugly chick who you know She's probably not going to get Eric at this point, but whatever. She's got those kicking shoes.
0: In like 10 years, she could have a really successful YouTube channel, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just wait it out. Things are going to be alright.
0: Uh, nah, I think it's more like she's like stuck to this vacant lot shop of mystical horrors or whatever. <laughs> Can laugh at girls in the ethereal plane, teleport to and from school, you know, that kind of shit. One of the things that I really loved about this girl's acting is that she smacked her lips a whole bunch, which, you know what? We smack our lips pretty frequently, but I take all of that out in editing.
1: Do I smack my lips a lot?
0: I mean, we both do. It's just kind of... It just happens. All right. Well... But... But, uh... (laughs) (laughs) But this girl, Marie, she's just like, well, now you're going to have the joys of finding another girl who doesn't like herself. I hope you enjoy your life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't notice that, but that sounds great. I did. Because, yeah, well, I mean, I'm
0: rewinding and listening and smack the lips. So many lip smacks. Just mostly in this one scene. So Marie starts to walk out of the stall, but Catherine stops her saying, wait, maybe I do deserve this. But Joyce doesn't. Please leave her alone. And Marie asks, why should I? I have everything I want now. And Cat shakes her head saying, not everything. And she lifts up her ring saying, you wanted this. And Marie takes a look at it and she says, isn't it the most valuable thing you own? And Kat looks down at it again saying, I used to think so, but not anymore. And she hands it to Marie who starts to take it and Kat snatches it back saying, only if you promise to give Joyce's life back. And Marie says that she promises with a smile. And she grabs the ring out of Kat's hand. And she laughs a little. She puts it on her hand. And then snarls at her saying,
1: I always get what I want.
0: And she laughs a little more. And she looks down at her hand. And it starts morphing into like an old lady's hand. And she screams out, No! It's not supposed to happen this way! What's happening? And we look at her face. And her hair's all sloppy. And there's crap on her face. And her teeth are nasty yellow again. And she yells, No! It's not fair and there's a bunch of fog poofing from the stall and cat backs up and marie walks in throwing her hood over her face screaming no it's not fair and you know what brandon it's not fair
1: no so <laughs> she did all the, the hard situ- work was the situation that like marie pawned off the curse onto cat and then cat had the curse and was like the owner of the shop for like 30 seconds until she was like hey Marie I got everything you want and then Marie was like ooh I'll take that <laughs> and just got the curse right back
0: I think so yeah
1: I feel like there should be like a no tag backs rule to this curse that wasn't well,
0: fair. Mar- Marie probably thought there was no tagsy backsies <laughs> <laughs>
1: and that was her downfall uh.
0: She didn't know the rules. Fool! You've,
1: you've been doing this for like a hundred years, probably. You got free <laughs> of the curse, and for man, five got seconds. Back after like five seconds, yeah. She just can't resist rings.
0: Well, she had like six rings, so yeah. Rings are amazing, but I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to get this curse on the next person. Like you're giving them free stuff. Who doesn't want free stuff? You know. I mean.
1: I don't want anything in that shop.
0: Okay, well, it would be a shop tailored to you. It'd have, like, video games and uh, teen romance books.
1: (laughs) All right, word. You'd probably have my soul, I guess.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So it wouldn't be that hard. But back with Catherine, the wind blows everywhere, and then birds come out of the stall for some reason, and, um... (laughs) Yeah,
1: I loved that. Why were there chickens in that stall? Like, it's supposed to be a stall of things that, hypothetically, Catherine would want. I don't know. Was she going to be like, I've got those chickens you want, Catherine. (laughs) Take them. They're yours. I don't
0: know. Well, Catherine looks up, and the stall's gone, and her face and hands look better, and up runs Joyce from nowhere, saying, look! (laughs) Cat runs up to her and and Joyce asks if she's okay. And Catherine says, yeah, I'm fine, and smiles. And Joyce asks, what happened to Marie? And Cat says, I think she wanted too much. And Joyce looks down on the ground and she sees a ring, so she picks it up. And Catherine hugs her, saying, and I wanted what counts. And that kind of should have been the end of the episode, but we got more. (laughs) Yeah. We cut over to Kat's house and mom sees Eric out saying, sorry, this isn't like her, but Eric tells her it's okay. Good night.
1: How long was he there? That vacant lot is not right next door to their house.
0: No, it's kind of close to the school, but who knows how far away the school is.
1: Far enough that Eric would have been like, all right, I'm out. Not just chatting up mom for three hours.
0: (laughs) No, exactly. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's ridiculous. But right before Eric's about to leave, in pops Joyce and Catherine saying, sorry, I'm late. Mom tries to be like, oh my God, you guys are upstairs. But Joyce intervenes saying, mom, can you help me with my homework? And Kat laughs and, and Eric asks if everything's okay. And Kat's all, yeah, um, well, no, I lost the tickets. I'm sorry. And Eric walks out the door saying, uh, okay, well, no problem. And then he stops and he looks at her and says, maybe we can just go for a walk. And Kat steps outside saying, really? You're not mad? And Eric tells her, no, I just wanted to get to know you. And Kat smiles and laughs a little saying, there's not much to know. I'm really pretty average. And Eric tells her he doubts that. And the two holds hands and they walk down her front steps. And that's the end. So what happened to Heather? Who cares? I suppose you're right. Heather sucked. So she got a very beautiful happy ending, I suppose. Uh, Catherine gets everything she wants and... Yay.
1: She learned a very valuable lesson.
0: What is it? (laughs) I don't Don't know. Don't take free stuff from strangers? What's wrong with that? Ninjas could be everywhere. (laughs) Whatever. We'll figure out the lesson later. At the Midnight Society, Kiki flips her snow globe again and says, The end. And Gary gets up. He declares the meeting of the Midnight Society closed. And he dumps the water on the fire. And the other kids all get up. Gary walks away with Sam. But Stig and Tucker stay behind for a second. And Tucker asks Stig why he didn't bring anything. And he says, Because I didn't. Tucker's all, But you said you were going to. And Stig looks around and then, then says, Everyone brought this really cool stuff. Mine's so stupid I didn't want to show it tucker asks what it is and stick says don't laugh and he pulls out a picture of himself looking at a goldfish in a bowl saying his name's moby and tucker's all a goldfish your most valuable thing is a fish and stick says be quiet they'll think i'm a geek but tucker yells hey guys wait till you see this and runs away stick running after him saying tucker you're dead shit's weak the end I think the picture of him staring at the the fish tank with a fish in it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I like that it's not just a picture of the fish, it's him <laughs> staring at the fish.
0: Somebody took that picture of him staring at that fish. <laughs> yeah.
1: He loves that fish.
0: He, You can see the love that Stig has for that fish in that picture.
1: Yeah. It's great.
0: Dare I say it's the best Stig moment thus far?
1: Yes, I wish he loved... Not being a creep as much as he loves that fish. Me too.
0: Me too. There's only a couple episodes left of this season though, Brandon.
1: So. (sighs) The beginning of the end.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So overall, yeah, I had fun with this episode. Like, it's one that I'd probably want to watch again, I think. Who am I kidding, Brandon? I'd want to watch all of these again. (laughs) Yeah. They're fun. What do you think the moral of the story is? Because this one definitely has a moral. But we just got to figure out what it is. (sighs) Stay off the juice, kids. Yep. That's a good one, man.
1: Uh, If you want to be good at sports, it's hard work and dedication Mm -hmm. and mostly genetics. So if you're not good, just quit.
0: (laughs) You can't just get magic shoes. You know, that's not the answer. You don't want to just inject yourself with magic shoes. You can't
1: do it. No, stay off the shoes.
0: (laughs) Uh, If some creepy old lady tries to give you free stuff, take it. (laughs) everything in life is free if you just just take it
1: nothing free could be bad
0: there's nothing good about helping your sister with social studies just makes you mad got nothing else yeah me neither (laughs) (laughs) the tale of the vacant lot what an interesting name think we can come up with something better though right
1: maybe i think we could do it all right The tale of the violent mood swings.
0: I'm going to say that's probably my favorite part of this episode, just her mood swings. I kind of wish there were more of them.
1: I could watch a whole montage of her going from sweet to not.
0: Yeah, sweet to sour, if you will.
1: Yes, if I will.
0: I want her to yell at her mom, yell at (laughs) Heather, yell at Sue again.
1: her Teachers, her grandparents. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Marie? Little old lady that she's walking across the street, like, Oh, I'll help you, lady. How was your day? You bitch! And she throws her down.
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh, That'd be amazing. The tale of the hallway ninja.
1: And say the tale of the tricky mutant ninja trader.
0: <laughs> I feel like you put some thought into that one. Jeez. I thought of
1: it while we were talking about her being a ninja. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the tale of the average girl.
1: The tale of the man standing on the
0: turkey. Uh, damn, that was gonna do that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. I'm done with tales of this.
1: Okay, <laughs> we've reached perfection. Yeah,
0: exactly. Are you ready to find out what's next, Brandon? Yeah. All right. Next week we have the tale of a door unlocked. The tale
1: of a door unlocked so i'm going to assume that there are some doors that are locked but one of them isn't
0: yeah the tail of a door unlocked
1: yes yes perhaps it was locked before but now it's it's not locked
0: it's a door that was once locked and is now unlocked
1: it has been unlocked
0: Maybe. I don't know if we get to see it get unlocked. Yeah,
1: before the episode, perhaps, or if we get to see the unlocking, which would be a real treat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm going to pop the popcorn for it.
1: So, this is a Betty Ann? Okay. No, this is a Sam. Okay. And it's a story about a bracelet.
0: Ah, yeah, okay.
1: That has keys on it.
0: Yeah, like a charm bracelet.
1: Yeah, it's like a charm bracelet, but with keys. Sure. And it belongs to a very hip, fashionable janitor. And he works in an office building with tons of doors. Mm -hmm. And one of them he's never been inside of, but he's got all these keys. So he tries all the keys and he unlocks it.
0: On his charm bracelet?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And what's inside will shock you.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> Too bad we're gonna have ads galore before we get to what's inside. <laughs> it's all yep. through a paywall, really.
1: You won't believe what's inside this door.
0: <laughs> a tale of a door unlocked, only on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Scientists hate
0: what's inside this door. <laughs> <laughs> Ten crazy and unexpected things behind the door. <laughs> That's great. I love it. I can't wait. (laughs) All right. Well, you have to. I know. Next week. That's fine. I'm tired anyway. I'm going to go to sleep. I won't be thinking about this one until next week, and then I'll get excited again. All right. I've been up all night. I'm going back to sleep. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.